Hey, this is Philip Craig here. I'm the pastor of Aria Church. This is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope this empowers you. I hope it fuels your faith and I hope it impacts your life. Enjoy the message. Um, but this is our last talk in this series and I really hope it's helped some people. Um, and I hope you, listen, it's, it's all worthless unless we practice. You know, people say practice what you preach. Why? Because it doesn't work unless you practice it. You can talk about God until you're blue in the face, but until you practice being in His presence, until you practice prayer, until you practice being in godly community, it's not going to affect you or impact you in really any shape or fashion. It doesn't just happen. God has designed us to partner. Can I get an amen? Amen. And so this morning, um, uh, we're going to talk about building your self-esteem or build your self-esteem. And, and here, did you like the, the next week's At The Movies advert? Yeah. Promo. Oh, I love that. Did I just enjoy that? <laughs> and then the sisterhood. And uh, Any girls enjoy sisterhood on Thursday night? A <laughs> few dodgy characters. Must have been dressed up. We'll not go there. Um, anyone enjoy the men's breakfast? I know Finbar did. Finbar ate half the food. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was, just, he was just cleaning up. He was, he was helping on the host team. He's down for Jane to invite him onto the host team. But, but we had the, those bacon and sausage baps. You know, if we can just get the food right for the men, the Holy Spirit will move. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, but, but we had a great, honestly, um, um, our, our, the sisterhood in the men's breakfast just couldn't have went better for a first time uh, just to gather. Sometimes guys are hard to gather. Um, we're, we're hard to kind of loosen up and open up. Uh, and that, the girls are just great all the time, aren't they? they just, the sisterhood will do well in Jesus' name. And uh, they just had a blast. And what I love, I was telling the team before the service, what I love about these ministries uh, and, and these spaces is really it exposes more people's gifts and more people's talents and more what, what people have on the inside of them because more people get the chance to share and talk and we get to know each other a little bit more uh, b- beneath the surface. And so some of you better watch out because we know what you have now. And, and it encourages the body, and we want to encourage the body of Christ to build it up so it can shine brighter. Is anyone with me on that? Um, and Billy done a fantastic job as well with, with the men's breakfast, so get ready, Billy. Um, but, but no, just excited about what God is doing in people's hearts and uh, just changing people's lives forever and it's just amazing so let's just go ahead and pray before we start Um, and god i just thank you that you are a good father i thank you that you absolutely adore us and you love us each and every person in this room you love us whether we know it or not god just show us open our eyes help us to receive your love in jesus name and everyone said Amen. amen build your self esteem what does, so the first thing I want to talk about is, right, we're in church, we're talking about God, creator of heaven and earth, the father uh, to the fatherless, gives hope to the hopeless, that's our God. And, and so let's, let's talk about what, what has God spoken already into existence. He spoke the earth, he spoke light, he spoke us, 
He gave us breath. The word spirit actually means breath or wind. And so as soon as we received breath or wind in our lungs, without that we were just material. Then, then we become alive. That's why we talk about life-giving churches. We're talking about a church that gives life. That you come in and you feel uplifted. Some, unfortunately, places that you can go into representing God, you go in and you feel deflated. Has anyone ever experienced that? You go in feeling condemned, not good enough, never meet the standard. Well, that's not a life-giving spirit. That's not what the kind of breath that God breathed into us. And, and so let's see what God thinks about us. First John 3 and 1 says, See what great love the Father had lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. He lavished his love that we would become children, not just distant kind of acquaintances, but children in the family, loved. Galatians 2 and 20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, meaning the, 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 the sinful negative uh, part of me no longer lives when I receive Christ, but Christ now lives in me. I'm complete, I'm, fill, I'm filled, and I'm full. The same way Finbar was at the men's breakfast. <laughs> the, sorry, Finbar. The, the life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved, loved me and gave himself for me. No greater has any man than this to, get, to lay down his life for another. Jesus came and he laid down his life for you so that you could be set free. He who is free is free indeed. Psalms 139 says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. This is God's word for not us, for you. This morning, God wants to tell you that he absolutely loves you. He thinks and he knows that he fearfully and wonderfully made you. No matter what you think you look like, this is what he says. No matter what you feel like in comparison to what the world expects of you, this is what God, the creator, he's got his stamp on you. His stamp of approval is on you through the person of Jesus. That's why when we receive Christ, it's not now, no longer my sinful nature that lives. It's, it's I'm now, now, I don't now have the identity of a sinner, a failure, a messed up person. My, my identity is now a saint. I'm whole. I'm free. I no longer have to try and achieve perfection before I'm accepted and before I'm loved because Jesus paid the cost. Do you... We got to, once you grasp that, then you understand I'm loved. Uh, Romans 5 and 8 says, But God demonstrates his own love. So he, 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 God takes it personal. It's his own love. It's not somebody else's love that he's banned or he's just kind of thrown at us. It's not like secondhand. It's his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So listen, some of us won't be loved by humans until we're perfect or until uh, we'll never be good enough for some people. But Jesus came even though we weren't good enough, he still died for us. He chose to love us beyond our perfection, be, beyond our performance. Listen, you've came in here this morning. You might have messed up last night right before you came here. You might have made mistakes. Listen, God still loves you despite your failure, despite your messed up thoughts, despite your dysfunction, God still loves you. 
and he gives you hope because of that. And we're nearly done with these verses. Romans 8 and 37 says, No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him. So how are we more than conquerors? Through him who loved us. Why? Because when you understand he loves you and you receive his love, then you become a conqueror. You overcome the sinful nature. You can start to break unhealthy patterns. You can start to break unhealthy thoughts towards yourself. Why? Because he first loved you. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life, so how rock solid is this love that God gives us? It's this solid. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height or depth, neither anything in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That is something to give God some praise about right now. Okay, we're awake, we're awake. Are we awake, Ian? Don't have to turn the heaters off, we're awake? Okay, we'll keep the heat on for a while. John 3:16. for God so loved. The world that he gave, who is the world? You and me and us. The world that he gave, he had to give something because there was a problem. He gave his one and only son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, die, hit a dead end, be limited, be broken, have no hope, perish but have eternal life. Eternal life starts right now. It's, uh, eternal life is outside of time. In this world, we're, we're limited by time. We have a certain time on earth, but eternal life is not limited by time. It's something much greater than just time. It goes much deeper than just time. It changes us so much more than just the amount of time that we can do to change our situation. Sometimes time isn't enough. Sometimes we need supernatural to enter into a situation because in the natural we don't have enough time. But God can always do exceedingly abundantly above all that we might think or ask because he's outside of time. He's beyond time. He doesn't see the way we see. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived the plans that God has for you. Woo! Sam, you've got me fired up here. I'm blaming Sam. Blame Sam. Sam, it's all your fault. Why did you have to break through? Why did you have to face your anxiety in the face and conquer it? Why? Why did you have to keep showing up? Because now we're all fired up. We might even go and invite a friend back tonight because we're that fired up. We might even share your video on Facebook because we're so excited about another Sam arriving through the doors. We might even get some boldness on the inside that we're going to share our faith with a friend or a neighbor. Oh my word. We might even invite someone to the Christmas candlelit service, not just because we like candles, but because we remember Sam. Sorry, Sam. <laughs> just getting the point across, you know, trying to wiggle in there. Hashtag share, hashtag talk to somebody, hashtag be both. Okay, so, so number one, God is for you. But are you for you? So we know God is for you. Question, but are you for you? God, God has established, that's done. Dusted. We don't even have to, we just have to keep reminding ourselves of God's love and, and, and allow Him to come into our heart time and time again. But the question is, are you for you? 
Because self-esteem isn't to do with God being for you. It's to do with you being for you. Your foundation, your rock is Jesus. Is God Almighty? Is your career? Absolutely. But self-esteem is self-esteem. What do you think about you? And here's the problem, and this is where we get mixed up. Feelings are terrible leaders. Has anyone, have a, can I get a witness that a feelings are, some, of, some people didn't, you nearly didn't make it out this morning because feelings are terrible leaders. You nearly just hit that snooze button because feelings are terrible leaders. But they're great followers. Feelings are a part of our makeup. God has designed us to have emotion, absolutely. There's an emotion attached to love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness. I've never seen anyone have peace and be in utter chaos in their actions. Or, or, or being, having the feelings of freaking out and high anxiety, but having peace on the inside at the same time. I've never I witnessed that. I've never seen it because there's an emotion attached to your beliefs. So we've done all that in the weeks past. Um, but feelings are good indicators, but don't let them become dictators. Feelings are good indicators. Don't let them be dictators. That's another way of saying that. What does that mean? It means if you're not fired up for God right now, well, guess what? In January, we're going to do some prayer and fasting. What are we doing? We're going to go into a season of resetting. Resetting what? What I believe. What I trust. Oh, Philip, I've started, I've started to trust people more than God. I've started to trust my job more than God, my provider. I've, tried to, I've started to trust Myself over God being my foundation. I'm going to realign, readjust, reset because I'm out of whack. I need to recalibrate the screen of my heart. There's something just not quite right. I'm not as excited about sharing the gospel, the good news of Christ anymore because I've started to trust in myself more than I trust in God. And listen, life has a great way of reminding you that you're not in control, <laughs> that we really have just, just go to a funeral. And then you realize, oh my word, life is but a vapor. It's short. Let's make the most of our time on earth. And so this is, the problem is if you follow your mood, your mood will lower your self-esteem. If you anticipate negative outcomes, you'll, you'll make yourself stressed, feel powerless, and contribute to external, an external outward mindset where you're trying to control things that you will never be able to control. But if you're full of faithful words, did you know that faithful words are positive words? They're life-giving words. They're hopeful words. And so if you fill yourself with faithful words, then you'll start to anticipate positive outcome. I was talking, I think it was Anna was telling me how she was nervous about speaking at the sisterhood. This is like, oh my word, Phil, I actually anticipated. I started to see myself speaking in English in front of all of these girls and previously, I was anticipating negative outcomes, which made me anxious and afraid, and I might have stumbled over my words, but I anticipated positive outcomes. My foundation, God loves me, but do, do I love me? Do I believe in me? Do I agree with God? And she says, I couldn't believe it, because it, I got there, and I didn't have that much fear, and I actually enjoyed encouraging people. Listen, we need a church that can anticipate positive results can anticipate faithful results, can anticipate. Why? Because if you anticipate that, you're more likely to share your faith with people. 
You're more likely to be bold in situations where fear can creep in. You're more likely to invite somebody to church. You're more likely not to care about what somebody thinks when you share a post about church or about God on Facebook. Are you with me? Are you with me? Connor's slagging me off for saying, are you with me? That's all good. My foundation, I'm not going to please people. I'm just going to keep saying it. I'm only kidding. Good bant. <laughs> so we gotta, we got to pay attention to your, you got to pay attention to your thinking. So what, because often, th- this is what I've learned in my own life, is that, that I didn't realize how deep subconscious thoughts were. And, and actually, they're deep, but they're actually recognizable. And, and sometimes we go through life and we just feel feelings, right? And so we just think, I feel this way, so it mustn't be right, or that must be right. But the reality is your feelings come from somewhere. And so I want to challenge you in the next few weeks or, or the next few days to start thinking about when you feel a certain way, you feel mad, you feel sad, you feel happy, you feel glad. I want you to start to ask yourself, why? What, what am I thinking or believing right now? Why, why am I so afraid? And start to, to process that, well, well, what's really going to happen? What is the reality in this situation? Am I creating a mountain or is this really just a molehill or is this actually a mountain? And so what are you thinking? So here's some things that you might think subconsciously, but I want you to try and be aware of it and ask yourself. Some of you might think, I couldn't do that. Let's put it on the screen. Um, I wouldn't be able to make it. I'm not good enough. She's out of my league. Anyone in there in here say that? Um, Maybe you're with that woman right now. Um, And the lady said, (laughs) I haven't got the qualifications. I should have gone to see my granny today. I'm not strong enough. I should be able to do this by now. I'm, I'd, never, uh, I'd never be able to afford one of those. I must get better at sending Christmas cards. This is too much for me to deal with. You see, all of those underlying words are the problem. And I'm not saying that this isn't true in some circumstances. I'm just trying to get you to become aware of what you're saying. If, if I should have gone to see my granny, well, could you? You could just say, I could. I'm going, to, I'm going to plan to go the next time. I'm going to make a shift. Instead of saying, I should have, should have, should have, could have, would have. Should have, could have. That, that's all language of, it's, I'm, I'm, I can't change anything. It's always a distant, it's not, I'm going to make a difference. I'm not going to shift my thinking. I'm not going to actually, I'm going to make it happen. I can actually do this. Or, or, or I'm not good enough. Is that it? dead end, full stop. I'm not good enough. Don't even try. Or she's out of my league. Well, if you, if you think that, you're never going to try. Have you seen some guys with some girls? Have you seen them? You're, you look at Mob. Like, how did Mob get Esther? Like, when, when Mob got Esther, he wasn't thinking she's out of my, my league. He actually believed he was good enough. Mob does have, has no problem with his self-esteem in regards to... <laughs> if he didn't think he could have, he wouldn't have tried. Some of us, you're not trying because you don't think you're worthy. You don't think you deserve love. I wouldn't be able to make it. Maybe you don't think you've got any capacity. Well, what if you don't try? I couldn't fast catch the fish we talked about last Weak. Well, if you don't try, it might take 37 times before you catch a fish. But you got to try. I'm not strong enough. 
Well, have you tried going to the gym for a period of time, for a few months maybe, before? It sometimes takes time to build it up. I should, I'd never be able to afford one of those. Well, well, have you ever thought about getting more qualifications? You ever thought about taking a few steps? Maybe you could, but you've got to put your mind to it. You've got to believe you can. Some people say you can do whatever you put your mind to. Maybe there's some truth in that. That's why I'm thankful for Kate on the keys this morning. Done a great job, didn't she? Come on, put her hands. On our debut appearance... She had to make a transition from more classical piano to, and it's a massive transition. I didn't know anything about this, but, but she took the risk. She tried, and she's done a great job, and she will continue to get better in Jesus' name. And I 100% believe that, but, but she put herself out there. She tried. You can do it. And that's what we were saying. You can do it. You got this. Listen, you don't have to be, we're not going to have a perfectionist mentality. You don't have to get it all right. You will make mistakes. That's normal. Okay, done a great job. And so we've got to look at what we're thinking. Helpful and unhelpful thoughts. Let's look at a few other thoughts that we can have. Let's look at the parallels. So I'm not strong enough. You could say, well, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And listen, that's not just a cheesy saying that we say in Christian circles. It's actually Paul was in a prison. He's sitting there in the worst scenario of his life potentially, And he's speaking to himself, I can do all things. I'm not going to speak, I'm stuck, this is a nightmare, I'm never going to make it. And listen, I do that too, I'll be honest. I'm I'm a work in in process, in progress, and work in process. What is it, work in what? Progress. I like to make things up now and again. Um, I wouldn't be able to make it, or you could say I can make anything I put my mind to. I'm not smart enough. I'm a great guy who can do whatever he sets his mind to. These are potential options. I should be able to do this by now. I'm getting better at it every day. This is too much for me to deal with. God has given me the strength to deal with anything that life throws at me. That's what Jesus said. Listen, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome the world. There's something living. There's a God living, a person living on the inside of you that gives you strength, but you've got to believe. And so how do you feel about yourself? Some of you might say, I feel a little bit of a failure. I sometimes put myself down. I tend to focus on my mistakes more than my successes. I, I often hold, hold back from trying new things. I rarely praise myself. I'm never capable as, as I feel I should be. Um, I sometimes give up on a task if I encounter difficulties. Just the, the first sign of difficulty, you give up. If someone challenges my view, I tend to assume I'm wrong. No self, uh, low self-esteem. I, I, I don't really like what I see in the mirror. I find it difficult to be open and honest with my feelings. I tend to be a perfectionist. I often compare myself to others. I often need reassurance that I'm doing well. I need to rely on other people rather than myself. I avoid confrontation when I can. I don't believe I'm particularly likable. I don't much like being me. I sometimes get myself in situations where people bully or manipulate me. Listen, that's a problem. That's a problem that we all need to take hold of. Because listen, it's not going to do you any good. 
and it's not going to do those bullies any good because it's going to help them stay stuck in their mess. You see, it's funny, the two ends of the spectrum, someone who does bully and dominate, they're insecure and have low self-esteem too, as well as the person that's getting dominated or used. And it's so important that we, 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 we learn to value ourselves. And I think really a lot of this comes down to being faithful with yourself. Because like we talked about some of those people who just, they mold into the, the shape of somebody else in relationships sometimes when you're in low self-esteem, but also in, in workplaces and all that kind of stuff. Why? Because you're afraid, you don't think you're, you, you're worthy of an opinion. And then you get used. And then it's just a vicious cycle. And listen, God wants us to, to have value for ourselves. He wants us to see us the way he does. Because listen, there's people in your life that depend on it. They depend on your freedom. Your freedom will set other people free. And listen, the, God, the gifts that God has given you won't get unlocked until you start to value yourself because you won't feel worthy enough to even go there. That's why I love Sam went through the growth track. There's growth track one on today. I, I love that it actually worked. <laughs> he said, I, I, did, I couldn't believe. I, I, there's a gift of discernment written down there. I can't believe. Now Sam's running the whole service. Sam's dictating to me. like, hey, calm down. You're, you're getting overconfident now. Can't calm down. I'm only kidding. But you're valuable. It says in Matthew 25 and 23, the master said, well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Faithfulness with your thoughts. How do you see yourself? Are you faithful? Are you faithful in loving yourself? Showing yourself self-love, coming into agreement with God? Or, or is it always about people? You're just going to come to church, love God and, and love people, but not yourself. But actually, see, part of loving God is to love yourself. Because if you don't, then it becomes dysfunctional. And you start loving people. Actually, it's selfish love in some ways. Sometimes, did you know this is possible? That it's possible for you to love people just so that they can, you can get them to love you back. But it's not true love because if they stop giving you love back, you would go somewhere else and get somebody else that will encourage you. That's not really selfless love. That's love with an agenda. And so God wants you to truly love yourself. And when you love yourself, listen, you can give compliments and not expect anything in return and still be good. That's powerful. That's freedom. Listen, some of you have went through some wilderness seasons Actually, through some seasons where you felt rejected. Listen, don't look at it as the enemy, please. Because this is what happens. You see in those seasons where people have rejected you, even if you've made mistakes and you've ended up alone for a season, make it solitude and not isolation. What is the difference? Solitude is when you spend time alone, but it's intentional. You're not spending being bitter and, and worrying about the, what, what, how did I get here and it's all, everyone hates me. And that. No, use it as time to build yourself up. Solitude builds you up. Isolation tears you down. 
If, if you can build those moments where you've experienced rejection, listen, a lot of people have said this, and I've heard this said before, it's when you truly go through a storm or go through a wilderness or go through rejection that you truly have the opportunity to find who you truly are. Because listen, that love from other people is gone. There's nobody else around. You're by yourself. It's you and God. Do business with God. Start to love on yourself. Start to speak life over yourself. Even fix your focus. And listen, you know what will happen? Is you become rock solid that when you do get around people, you don't need them as much as you did before. Yes, you're better. We're designed to do life together. Absolutely. Yes, God has designed us that way. But let's not let our foundation be defined by what other people think. Because we're going to go and be catalysts and be world changers and change communities. We need people who, who, who have self-confidence. and I should have said God-confidence first. But they, they, they come into agreement with, with God by themselves. Just them and God, audience of one. That's when you can stand in a changing room and speak truth, even when people don't like it, but in the long run they follow. That's when you can stand in front of a social circle and stand strong in the face of adversity. That's when you can go to war with yourself, when everything in yourself is trying to tell you that you have no worth, but you can say, yes, I do. I'm loved. I'm called. I'm not letting those thoughts creep in. I'm being faithful. And listen, this is like everything else in life, things happen slowly. If you're struggling with mental health issues, it happens slowly, but watch this, then suddenly. There's a bunch of suddenlies all throughout the scripture, but it happens slowly and then suddenly. A tree grows slowly and then suddenly there's fruit. Slowly and the churches grow slowly and then suddenly, boom. There's an overflow, there's a tidal wave. But it's about faithfulness. Because the suddenlies don't come without the slowlies. If you start spending time speaking life over yourself, speaking what God would say about you over yourself, slowly, steady, and then suddenly there's breakthrough. Suddenly you're doing a life story. And all of a sudden the 10 years that you've been isolated is impacting not just a few, but thousands. Oh, you understand thousands of people are going to hear Sam's story. Those 10 years will not be wasted. Nothing is wasted with God. He uses all things to work for his good. When we surrender to his purpose, those years, those moments in your life where you felt alone, broken, rejected, God can use every moment if you hand it to him and surrender. And so here's the question. Do you think if you were loved by everyone in this room, you would, it would sort out your self-esteem? It'll make you feel good for a little while. But watch this. Why is it that there's, if that's the case, why are there celebrities on TV who have got everything that we perceive that we need? Fame, everybody loving them, liking them, got all the money, they're they're in the magazines, on the news. Why is it they still struggle with self-esteem then? They've got everything that we think we need. Why is it that somebody can be brought up in a beautiful, loving family but still struggle with self-esteem? Because surely everyone around them is giving them what they need because everyone around you can't give you what you need. 
It's an out, it's, 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 you're not finding self-esteem on the outside. It's on the inside. That's why Jesus builds his kingdom on the inside. That's why the work has to be done. In, it's an inside job. See, low self-esteem is not having a great opinion of yourself, not liking yourself very much, believing that you don't deserve the great things in life. This is just a view, a belief, but it's not a fact. And until you change your belief about who you are and start, sp start speaking life over yourself, then you'll still experience low self-esteem. And so what's, here's a battery in the background. An energizer battery. So, so a battery has a positive and a negative. There's good and bad news. The gospel is good news. It's positive. It's the best news. And so we're charged in life by life, a life-giving spirit. We're a life-giving church. You come in and you get filled up with hope. You get encouraged. People speak life over you, but that can only go so far. You've got to choose to believe it for yourself. And so self-esteem can change. The research is starting to show that self-esteem is really only about two weeks old. You might have had bad self-esteem for 10 years. Research has shown it's only two weeks old. That means in two weeks, you could be a brand new person. You could have a brand new, fresh mind, but it's gonna be defined by are you filled with life-giving spirit? Or are you filled with a life-sucking spirit which depletes you, which sucks? Listen, we go through life and life happens and there will be situations that suck the life out of us. Can I get an amen? But if you aren't charged up, then you've not, you're running on empty and you have nothing to give. You're flat, you're deflated. But if you're full, then you can take a few hits along the way. If you're constantly recharging, you see, God has designed us in such a way, like a rechargeable battery. We're not just one of those alkaline batteries. That's a bad example. We're not just one of those alkaline batteries that you just throw out. We're rechargeable. We recharge, but we also, we spend that energy, that, 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 that spirit, uh, faith leaks in our life. We've got to continually recharge, and that's why when we hear comments in church, sometimes it sounds a bit cheesy, but the best is yet to come. You ever heard that comment? The best is yet, turn to your neighbor and say, the best is yet to come. I'm telling you right now, the best days in your life are ahead and they're not behind. I don't care what has happened, where you've been, who said what, the best days in your life are ahead. I can say that until I'm blue in the face, but if you don't believe that, you're going you're gonna to direct your life. That's going to... The rudder of the ship of your life will just go that direction. But if you believe it, you'll get excited. You'll be expectant. You'll put on lenses to see the best is yet to come. You start looking into situations. You start reading up about myself and doing spiritual gifts tests and going to growth track today. And you'll start to say, oh my word, I can't wait. The best is yet to come. So I'm getting involved in church. I want to see more people come to faith. I want to see God use me because my self-esteem is... It's on the inside. I believe God. He loves me. I'm called. I've got purpose. The Holy Spirit dwells on the inside. I've got the, all the power that I need for life and godliness. I will break through fear. I will break through anxiety. I will break through. It's going to take time. It won't happen overnight. But I'm going to do something about it. 
my physical fitness, I'm going to do something about it. I'm not just going to keep moaning. I want to get around some people, but I'm going to first believe that I can. I told a story a few weeks ago about uh, there's a story of a girl and she was at a at a counseling session and, and she, she was telling the guy about her self-esteem and she was saying literally I've I've only about she's like percentage-wise where are you at with your self-esteem if you were to assess yourself and she says I'm about 15 percent it's like whoa he didn't say that to her but he was thinking that because that would be a bad counselor um, if you if you <laughs> everything's positive right. Um, and he says, well, is there any areas in your life that, that you feel better or you have feel, felt better about yourself? She said, yeah, well, I was at a, my birthday party was last week. How many people were there? 50 people. What? There was 50? Pe- okay. And how did you feel there? What percentage-wise? I was 90%. Well, how can it just flip from 15% to 90 in the case of just a night? Why? Because she actually believed that she was loved for those moments because people were giving her presents. People were giving her mugs like Ponty made last night. And they were giving all kinds of presents. And, and she, she chose to believe because other people were, were basically flooding her with love for those moments that she was lovable. And then she was left with herself. She didn't know how to love herself. But I, I want to challenge you that if you come into agreement with God every time that you wake up, every time you go into a scenario and you speak life and you start to think positively uh, and you start to come into agreement with faith, I'm telling you, within two weeks, you might know yourself. You might, you might start to believe, about, believe God and what he says about you. So real quickly, I want to give you some practical tools. This is something that I've done myself, and I think this is, there's no point just talking about this and getting all excited and fired up if we don't give you some practical tools. This is something you could do personally. So you can write down um, a little list like this. So put it on the next slide. Uh, so you can list something like this. This may be something you could take a picture of or, or note down. So you could start with positive experience. Ask yourself, why was it positive? And then what would, this is an important one, what would you say to a friend with this experience? And then what did you learn about you? Now watch this. This is, this is, this is mind-blowing when you actually practically do this. It says, so, so a practical example, what the positive experience was, I opened the door for a lady. You see, listen, you've got to be faithful in the small. Well, that's when you open the door. That's, that matters. Because... We make the smallest things and we create monsters out of them with fear. Why can you not do the same with positive things? So, so, so you opened the door for a lady at the shop. If I'm saying that for myself, I opened the door for a lady at the shop. Why was it positive? This was a very respectful thing to do towards a lady. Okay. Um, if you had a friend that done that, if, if Ian had done that, what would you think about Ian? Uh, Ian, you've got an amazing attitude. You're very respectful. Great job. Pat on the back. High five. Well done. We can do that to so many other people. Do it yourself. Well done. When I started to think about that, I was like, Flip, I would actually be really encouraged if I said that to myself. Or if I pictured myself saying that to somebody else, I would say, Flip, fair play. I must really respect that guy. Um, 
What did you learn about you? I'm a respectful guy. What, what other things could you think about? Maybe you went running. What, what is that? It's good for fitness. What did you learn? Or what would you say to someone? You really look after your fitness. You really look after your body um, and respect it. I, I, what did you learn? I'm caring towards my body. I'm making the most of it. Another one, I went to work on time. Some of you need to work on that. This is how you work on it, by the way. Not, not guilt yourself. I went to work on time. Great punctu- punctuality. I had a hard, I'm a hard and reliable worker. I'm a reliable employee. What if you started to tell yourself 10 of those things a day for the next three to four weeks? I, I, I challenge you, if you struggle with self-esteem, do it. Practice it. It won't work unless you practice it. And you could even add on top of the three things you're just thankful for in life every day. Even text it to somebody. Text it to me. That's what, when I was going through some of this, that's what I'd done. I texted to another person for accountability. If you want yourself, if you're really real about changing your self-esteem, this is, you've got to start coming into agreement with God and recognizing the little things that you've done well. Build on it. The same way if you played a sport, you would just recognize, okay, I passed the ball well there. I need to work on my positioning here. Encourage yourself. So, so real quick before we finish, number one, build solid foundations on truth so your identity is in Christ. You're a saint and not a sinner anymore when you receive Jesus as Lord. Um, I'm free. I am chosen. That's who I am. That's my, my foundation. It says in 1 Samuel 30, it says, And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him. This is King James, for any of you like the King James. Because the soul of all the people, um, people was grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. You can encourage yourself in the Lord. This is what God thinks about me, but also be practical about your day-to-day life, the small things that you do. Two, reduce your desire for control. Cast your care upon him, for he cares for you. That's a really important statement. Half the, the anxiety and fear that we, we, we get in life is because we're trying to control things that we can't control people. We're tr- trying to control the wind and the weather. Power Rangers. Oh, no, what was that one? I'm just picturing something. Wind. Rain. What, what was that? Is, is that Power Rangers? Captain Planet. He can do it. That's it. Thank you, Jan. Captain Planet. Stop trying to be Captain Planet. Cast your care. What can you do? You can encourage yourself in the Lord. Stop trying to focus on all the outside things. Number three, respond to social pressures in an empowering, life-giving way. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, there's just a few things I'd like you to do. Subscribe to our podcast so the most recent message will always be in your feed. Secondly, if this ministry has impacted you and you'd like to help us continue to reach others, you can go onto our website at ariatchurch.org and give now. And we will see you next time on the Ariat Church Podcast.